What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Scary Sundays. And today I want to share something that has been a pretty revolutionary new experiment uh, that I've been trying out. And this is the first time that I'm kind of publicly sharing this. But, you know, I'll definitely keep you guys posted on how it goes. And essentially, it was inspired by this book that I'm reading, uh, Change Your Life, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, which is written by this author by the name of Wayne Dyer. And uh, he's an American author. And basically, the premise of the book is he took this ancient text called the Tao Te Ching, uh, which is like a one of the oldest texts that we know of. And it was written by this Chinese philosopher named Lao Tzu thousands of years ago. And basically, the book is like just a really concise, clear, lucid manual for how to live a happy, peaceful life. And there's a ton of wisdom in there that's very um, sort of lines up with a lot of Eastern spirituality, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, and I would say just, you know, any spiritual traditions are kind of all saying the same thing. If you can get past the bells and whistles. Um, and so uh, this book, the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, essentially what it is, is it's takes each of the verses of the Tao Te Ching um, and then analyzes them and then reapplies them for modern times. So it's kind of like this cool thing of taking this ancient wisdom, but then uh, reappropriating it and reappraising it for the modern times that we live in. <clears throat> and there's been this sort of consistent theme that I've been picking up, or maybe my, um, you know, my brain is just primed to pick it up because I've also, it's also been on my mind around goal setting and ambition and setting a goal and trying to trying to achieve it right because i would say culturally it's pretty unconfrontational to say and i would say that uh like our culture really celebrates goals and ambition and achievement and you know like most self-development circles that you go to or people that you talk to will say like if you don't set goals, like the most successful people you know set goals or the happiest people set goals. And there's just like a lot of emphasis on like setting a goal and then working towards it and how that can give you a sense of purpose and a sense of meaning. And I think all that is true, but I think there's a shadow side to that that doesn't get discussed often enough. And that the Tao Te Ching and some of my experiences I've been having, especially my last conversation with uh, Sasha, my Tantra teacher, who was the last guest on my podcast, The Sacred Giggle, um, that have kind of illuminated to me this shadow side that we don't really think about, which is how do you know that your goal that you're setting is truly in alignment with your highest interest, right? Because when we decide that we want something, that desire can be coming from a lot of different places. It could be coming from a need to be recognized. It could be coming from a fear that we're unsafe and maybe we think that by attaining that desire, it'll give us the safety that we're craving. Um, there's a lot of reasons that we want something or that we would set a goal or that we would, you know, look at something out there and, and say, oh, I want that too. Like, I'm gonna work towards that, right? Like, I was just at a concert yesterday and I got really inspired um, it was this amazing party called All Day I Dream. It's like one of my favorite events. And I, I remember being in the crowd being like, I would love to play this kind of event. Like I would love to DJ this. And that was a moment of inspiration, right? And I think it's important to trust your moments of inspiration, but also start to develop the discernment 
to understand when the goals you're setting are actually what your soul wants versus when they are maybe something that's been programmed into you by culture or society um, or something that is a manifestation of an unmet emotional need that you haven't dealt with that you're basically outsourcing to the achievement of that goal to solve that need, right? So a common example of this would be like, I know I've struggled or I, I dealt with this in my 20s and still do it to a bit, but to a much lesser degree since I've become aware of it. But um, like wanting to have a lot of uh, sexual experiences or like a lot of um, romantic partnerships or uh, experiences with women, of course, like that's just super fun objectively. Like there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But I know for myself in my 20s, much of that behavior was driven by this deep-seated um, feeling of inadequacy, quite honestly, where I felt like by like getting girls, I could prove to myself that I was like man enough or like that I was charming or lovable or charismatic. And so once I sort of became aware of that, you know, it was a tough thing to become aware of, but once I did and started processing the, the root cause of those feelings, my desire to uh, have that sort of like conquest mentality with women or in my relationships loosened quite a bit. Not to say that it's completely not there, like it still pops up and it's very intertwined with a lot of other things. And I mean, that's a whole other, like sex and intimacy is like a whole other enchilada that we can make as complicated or simple as, as the moment <laughs> uh, requires. But this is, talk is not about that. That's just an example. Um, but reading this book has kind of gotten me thinking more and more about, yeah, like, what is the nature of goal setting and how do we know that the goal that we're setting or the thing that we want to manifest or whatever, right, is actually something that is uh, in line with our, our highest sense of love, our highest sense of peace, our highest, highest uh, feeling of joy. And um, <clears throat> I think the answer to that cannot be discovered in the mind. I think the answer to that needs to be felt viscerally, internally, from within, by connecting to the body. And this is why it's even kind of like hard to talk about this because everything that I'm saying right now, even, is a representation of my cognitive biases, of my way of looking at the world, my perspective. And so I would urge you to not trust anything I say, but rather tune into your body and see if you can feel a resonance with the words rather than with uh, the content or the, the ideas, if that makes sense. Because I know for myself, oftentimes in the past, I've set goals that, yeah, they might be exciting to me, but if I really dig deeper and if I'm honest with myself about why I want them, there is oftentimes like some deeper insecurity that I'm trying to uh, solve by achieving that goal rather than wanting to do it out of just the joy of wanting to do it or wanting to do it because of the desire to be of service, which I do believe is a deeply embedded desire in all of us. I think it's the part of us that recognizes that we are all one that makes us feel so good when we help people or when we provide for people and starts to alienate us when we only look out for ourselves. because it's actually against our true nature to compete and just look out for ourselves. You know, that might've gotten us to some paradigm of society that we're in now because that was the evolution that our species needed to go to. But ultimately, I do believe that the reason it feels so good to be generous and to be of service to others 
And the reason that while it may feel good in the short term to get to feel like we're special or cool, the reason I think in the long term that can become a very destructive and um, unfulfilling path is because the latter is against our true nature as uh, one being, you know, like that's pretending that it's a bunch of separate beings. And so that's why I think setting an intention or setting a goal that is bigger than oneself is so important and so crucial. And when I did an audit of my own goals, I realized if I was really honest with myself, like, yeah, a lot of these ambitions that I have, like with music, for example, like I want to play Coachella or whatever, like it's purely like, not purely, but it's, it's largely an ego based thing, right? It's like, I think an interesting question to ask yourself is if I felt completely whole and at peace and fully loved, fully safe, fully held, fully feeling like I'm seen. Um, basically, if I was just as emotionally healthy as I possibly could be, what would I want to do then? And just see if that list uh, lines up with the list of goals that you set for yourself. And if there are certain goals that aren't on that second list, um, it might be worth inquiring like, okay, where do those goals come from? And for me personally, just to kind of, you know, wrap this up with my own, where I'm at with this whole process of sort of uh, finding disillusionment in this whole goal setting culture that we're in is I've actually just made a commitment to myself very recently in the last couple of weeks to let go of all of my goals, <laughs> like let go of all the things that I used to want to manifest, like, you know, Coachella or whatever it is. And replace that practice of like uh, waking up every day and like thinking about Coachella and like doing my manifestation practice, replace that practice with just sitting deeply within my body and allowing myself to connect to that place of oneness and wholeness that is already completely perfect as it is and needs nothing. And then from that place, asking myself, what would I love? And in addition to that question, how can I be of service? And deep down, I think the answer to those questions, I think you can find things that will satisfy both of those questions because they're two sides of the same coin. Because I think deep down, what we truly love most is being of service. Because again, it reminds us of our true nature. When we give to others, the reason it feels good is because we're giving to ourselves. We're just giving to another version of ourselves living a different life. And that's why it feels so good. And that's why it feels so shitty to gossip about others or hate on others or complain about others. Even in the moment, it might feel us a sense of, give us a sense of uh, superiority that might feel like kind of like a high, but it's not actually sustained. It's like junk food. It's not actually giving us the nutrients we need. And it's also further uh, driving us further into separation. And I think a lot of goals that people set, if they're ego-based, they have that same tendency. And that's why I think people, I mean, this has been studied uh, quite a bit. People will achieve some big goal that they had and then they'll get super depressed after. Like that's a, a very common phenomenon because they, the thing that they were deeply craving from that goal, they realize, which might've been the connection or the validation or whatever, uh, they get it, but then it's like a fleeting thing. And it's like, there's still a root thing there that hasn't been looked at. So yeah, I think this is like a really interesting concept and something I'm going to be trying out. It's, it's really like even difficult for me to like really wrap my head around this and commit to it because I also have been so, uh, 
indoctrinated into this culture of setting goals and needing to achieve them. And even in self-development culture, there's a lot of that. Like even in like woke circles, it's like, okay, like how do you think about where you want to be and act like that person? It's like, how about think about where you are right now and make that heaven on earth so you don't have to need to postpone it to the future. And it, it, again, like it feels, it almost feel, it feels uncomfortable for me to adopt this because it, it, there's parts of me that it triggers like, oh, am I just being lazy? Is this just like a cop out? Whatever it is. And I think, I mean, time will tell, like this is an experiment for me too, but I think the difference between this way of living, which I would call like surrendering to what life, uh, to, to how life or God or spirit or whatever you want to call it wants to use you, wants to use you to serve rather than trying to use your egoic mind, which is so small and self-centered to try to figure out what you should do. Um, I think what makes this mode of operating different from just being lazy is that I think laziness is a byproduct of setting goals that are not actually in line with what, with what your higher spirit came to this plane, to this planet to do. And because you're setting the wrong goals, you feel unmotivated, you don't want to do them. And so that creates laziness and complacency. And then you can judge yourself and beat up on yourself for saying like, why am I so lazy? Why don't I do anything? But maybe the reality is that you're just setting the wrong benchmarks for yourself. You're setting the wrong goals for yourself. And there's a deeper part of yourself that knows that those are not going to lead you to happiness. So it's basically like trying to get you to not apply yourself to those things because they, it knows that they're not going to be the thing that matters most. And so there's a part of you that makes you lazy. I think on the opposite end, I think when you really do surrender to what spirit, what this life force inside of you wants to, how it wants to use you for uh, the best and highest service of yourself and others, I think you can tap into a massive wellspring of energy that feels a lot more easy and graceful to ride. And so it's not so much that you're um, sitting around doing nothing and just like meditating all day, although if that's what uh, is coming to you when you truly make that inquiry and ask yourself, what should I do, then I think you should honor that because the answer, the, the, the nature that we come from is so much bigger than our puny little human ideas about what it means to be lazy or successful or ambitious or whatever. So I think you should answer that, but I do feel that there's a certain level of trust in this idea that if we just surrender to what it is that we are here to do and how it is that we're here to serve and be used by nature, nature will provide us with the energy in the same way that our heart is beating without any conscious effort on our part, right? Like that, does that mean that we're lazy? No, it just means that we're, our heart is in line with nature, which is constantly moving. It's a constant wellspring of energy. And we don't need to self-generate all that energy by trying to figure out with our minds what we should be doing. But if we can just take this, this time to listen and surrender, we will naturally feel that energy flow into us. And then we will take inspired action where it doesn't feel like a chore or we're dragging our feet. It feels like, of course, this is the logical next step that I'm going to do on my path because I've checked in, I've tuned in with myself and the motivation is pure. The intention is pure and for something bigger than myself and not coming from a place of childhood wounding. So that's the scary Sunday for today. Big topic. I 
I, I can feel a little bit how like this wasn't the most cohesive video to me at least. I'll watch it back and maybe I'll change my, my mind. But I think that's just because it is a for me too a very challenging shift because I've been so in this paradigm of like I set a goal, I achieve it, or like I manifest this or whatever. And I re I'm just realizing it's been very ego based still, you know, even with all the work that I've done. And I really want to commit myself to this new way of living where like instead of setting goals and trying to control everything and, and trying to mentally ascertain what the future path is, what would happen if we just allow ourselves to be still, to listen, to listen to how nature wants to use us, right? In the same way that every other part of nature just does its job perfectly on time and gracefully. Like nothing in nature is ever in a rush, you know, unless it's like an antelope getting chased by a lion. But I would even argue that that's graceful because that's what the antelope does. It, it runs for its life and that's what the lion does. It chases the antelope. Antelope does other things as well, but when there's a lion, its nature is to run for its life. Um, and I think asking ourselves more and more, like, what is my nature in this moment? What is, uh, what am I being guided by an internal source? And I, the only way to access this, that is by getting still. It's just not going to come from the mind. Um, that, I think, will give us a huge wellspring of energy from which we can draw on to take inspired action and make this world a better place in only the unique way that we can. So that's the video for today. Uh, if you stuck it out to the end, I love you. And uh, see you guys soon. Peace.